welcome to another book on the shelf podcast i'm jet and i'm jen and if you've been around or if you're new we started as a book club and didn't talk about the books <laughs> yep so we started a podcast and now we talk about books and this episode is a book club book yay and it was jen's pick it was I apologize if my voice sounds weird to you all. I have come down with something, I think. So, uh, it's all good. just a little growly sexy times. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. You're getting my. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It'll. It ties in with the. The animal nature. Oh. I guess it does. <laughs> um, yes, we are reading Bear by Marion Engel. Which, yeah, I guess. Uh, I'll so, tell you why I picked this one, because that's usually yeah. where we start it. Yeah. So I picked this one because I had heard about it um, in various places on the internet. I think when it sort of like sometime during the pandemic when hmm. someone caught wind that this book existed and they were like, <laughs> excuse me, what now? <laughs> and I was very intrigued by it. Yeah. Um, and it's considered like a Canadian classic. Like it's yeah. won awards. It's been written up by well-respected people Uh, it sounds insane but i was like you know what it's a short little book yep we're a canadian (laughs) podcast we love our canadian content so let's read it let's see what's going on here and like going in i was ready for anything oh so was i Thankfully, anything doesn't happen. No, <laughs> no, it was much tamer than I was yeah. expecting. I will say, oh. especially based on that and that 1976 cover. Yes. Yeah. Um, think your classic Harlequin romance, but it's a woman and a bear. Yep. <laughs> very, very pretty. Uh, so Marion Engel uh, was a Canadian novelist and one of the founding members of the Writers Union of Canada. Oh, no way. Yeah. Nice. And uh, her most famous and controversial novel was Bear. (laughs) I can see why. Uh, But yeah, so she was very passionate about um, the rights of Canadian writers um, on the national and international stage. So she was the first chair of the WUC, which was established in 1973. Uh, some of the earliest meetings actually, like, happened at her house. Oh, cool. Uh, she also helped instigate the Public Lending Right Commission as a trustee of the Toronto Public Library Board. Um, and, yeah, Bear won the Governor General's Literary Award in 1976. Amazing. It was her fifth novel. And as we've kind of mentioned, it tells the story of a lonely archivist sent to work in Northern Ontario where she enters into a sexual relationship with a bear. Yep. And it has been deemed the most controversial novel ever in Canada. Which, honestly, <laughs> like, I can kind of see that, but, like, in there's not anything maybe. else? Not now. Um, yeah, well, and that's kind of why I said it like that, too, because it's just... Even, to be honest, even where it says, like, enters into a sexual relationship with a bear. Like, that's not wrong. Right. But it's not really. Right. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell us yeah. a little bit more well, about her and kind of when she was writing, about the book, yeah. when writing the book and stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so as we mentioned, it's her fifth novel. Um, she studied under the author Hugh McLennan, McLennan, I can talk, um, and finished her master's of arts at McGill University in Montreal in 1957. Um, her first novel was called No Clouds of Glory, which came out in 1968, and she was awarded a Canada Council grant on the strength of the book, but she had difficulty finding a publisher for her second novel, which was called The Honeymoon Festival. Um... This book was published in 1970? No. No, I think the Honeymoon Festival, the Honeymoon Festival. was published okay, in Okay, the Honeymoon Festival was published in 1970 by House of the Nancy. House of the Nancy. So I guess it was that one then that they published. Yeah. Um, 
which put out another of her novels, Monodromos, and a collection of her short stories called Inside the Easter Egg. Um, so yeah, yay, House of Anansi represent. And they would have been new at that time, which is really cool. Yes, yeah, absolutely really yeah. new. So the novel apparently was written during a very busy, tumultuous period of her life. Um, she self-described it as a very crazy time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess in part because she'd started the Writers Union of Canada in mm-hmm. 1973 and yeah, had that board of trustee position at the Toronto Public Library. So she was like, had a lot going on. She was raising twins. She was uh, going through a divorce, was worried about her mental health. Um, and she actually ended up dedicating the book to her therapist, John Rich. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, she started writing the novel to contribute to a WUC collection of pornographic fiction by quote unquote <laughs> serious writers. Fascinating. Yeah. That's like, that's such an interesting reason to write a book. Like, yeah. I feel like that's right up there with Mary Shelley writing Frankenstein because, like, they got bored and wanted to write ghost stories. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, So the project was supposed to raise funds for the union, um, but did not make it to publication. So she kept, it was a 31-page draft and ended up developing it it into a 141-page novel. She was (laughs) partly inspired by the um, First Nations legend of the Bear Princess, as recorded by the folklorist Marius Barbo. Interesting. Hmm. Don't know anything about that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> Early titles for the book included The Bear of Penarthen, The Dog of God. Wow. <laughs> so it was rejected when it was first sent to publishers, which, like, I don't entirely blame them. No. <laughs> so here's something from one of the rejection letters um, from Harcourt Brace. Brace wrote, its relative brevity coupled with its extreme strangeness presents, I'm afraid, an insuperable obstacle in present circumstances. It's quite a way to say no. But then fellow Canadian author Robertson Davies praised the book to McClellan and Stewart. Um, Engel started a lifelong friendship with the company president Jack McClellan, and the first printing was released in Toronto in May 1976. So I guess this one then was published by McClellan and Stewart. Her other ones were House yeah. of Nancy. But anyway, that's I mean, it's interesting. One, well, yeah, like it's interesting to like kind of get more of. You don't always get that backstory of like what was happening mm-hmm. when someone writes for sure a book and something especially like this. Right? Um, one, because, like, obviously, the whole thing. So, like, we know going in. <laughs> yes. We knew that, what we were in for. But, like, it actually takes a while to get it there. Does. It does. And it's just this, like, and again, because, like, it keeps telling, you know, like, the sexual relationship, and it's the most controversial novel. I wonder, like, I should have looked up to see, like, what what is like the current list of like controversial novels in Canada? Like, is it still on the list? Do you, you know what I mean? I'm sure it would still be on the list, but like it can't. But be yeah, that in high the grand anymore, scheme of things, like <laughs> I mean, even the fact that it's written to contribute to the collection of pornographic fiction by serious writers, it's not like compared to other things that I've read. <laughs> and I think in, like a romance category. <laughs> Well, it's not that explicit, really. It's not even that pornographic. I wouldn't no. even call this pornographic. Absolutely. Like, if it was a human person, not a bear, like, barely any, you know, like. Right. And I think, again, like, if you, huh, if you ever read fan fiction, sweet mother. Um, I mean, correct the things you will see that you cannot ever unsee. And, like, the times that I've been trying to figure out, like, wait, what what's happening? Um what limb is where yeah i knew where all her limbs were at all times yes <laughs> so right there i'm like well that's not spicy. that's spicy um but even just like you think like so many books that are popular right now all of those like the fantasy books where it's like dragons and vampires oh, yeah. and whatever and whatever yeah. whatever so much wilder than this but something oh, about it being like 
nature, like a real animal or something like that must have just like been so weird. And like, yeah, maybe too, because like all the rest of it reads so much like, like a very kind of older classic Canadian fiction of somebody going to live Mm -hmm. in the wilderness and like, you know, she's archiving this, um, this book collection in this old house that's been left to, um, the institute that she works for. Yeah. The institute that she works for. And she's there to just like catalog it all. And yeah, Um, cause they want to figure out if like the institute wants to figure it. So like, yeah, some old colonel's family dies, whatever. They've mm -hmm. left this thing to them and they cut the, he, the, the director of the institute more so wants to know if they can like use the space as like a, yeah teaching facility where they mm-hmm. could like send people up to northern ontario to like go to this place and like learn about this colonel that came from england or whatever and like learned about the canadian north but really it has he didn't learn anything um no. and so she's just there like you know trying to live without electricity and like mm-hmm. you know some, no running water no running water some cans of food there's like the guy from the sort of outpost on like the next island that like mm-hmm. brings her food sometimes and like she can go and, like, get stuff from him because she has a little boat. But there happens to be a bear. A bear. A pet bear. But it's, bear, like, a pet bear, right? Yeah. So like, and this is, these are all these things, right? So, like, as it's starting, I'm, like, okay, so she's just, like, in the forest at some point And then, like, starts getting busy with a bear. Like, what? <laughs> right. This, the family has had this pet bear for however long. Yeah, like, it's there and chained up. It has its own den. They feed it. They give yeah. it water. Like... And there's, like, an indigenous woman and her son that, like, live on that island as well, mm-hmm. kind of around the other side that, like, come and check on it since, like, the family's been gone or whatever. And, yeah, so it's just, like, this pet, but it happens to be <laughs> a bear. It happens to be a bear. And for the longest time, it's just, like, she's just kind of doing her thing and, like, working in the house and, like... Then mm-hmm. she, like, lets it out, and, like, she kind of walks it around a bit, and they swim for a bit, and, like, I mean, not that I wanted, like, nasty bear porn. <laughs> right, okay, but this was, this was sort of, this was my feeling on it, too, because I'm, like, I'm not saying I want this, <laughs> but I was kind of expecting it. I was, like, are they gonna actually, like, fully go there, though? They don't, by the way. No. There is there is no like <laughs> I love how, do I how you're say this? how you're delicately trying to Well, I was going to say there is no penetration, but like that's not strictly true. Yeah. <laughs> There's no like classic missionary happening. Correct. Correct. Situation. Yeah. Um but yeah, and like it's just kind of this it's almost like partially like he's a pet, but partially like she's just, you know, the thing that she kind of has to talk to, right? Like I talked to my right. cat. We do not have that kind of relationship. Um, <laughs> Glad to hear that. Um, but like, yeah, like it's just, you know, you kind of like need someone there. And like, yeah, he like sort of becomes her friend. Like, and eventually he like starts coming in the house with her and like, but mm-hmm. he just like lays down by the fire while she works and. Yeah. Then. Yeah, like it was like it was like actually very sweet. Yeah. The relationship they form. Because you could tell too, like I'm sure the bear was probably like lonely because like mm-hmm. they're obviously the indigenous woman had been checking on him, but like the family had been gone for a while because there was a whole like legal battle situation thing. Yeah. So like, yeah, he's probably just just like you would think like a dog or whatever who had been or you know I was away and like the cat's happy when I come home like mm-hmm. well and he's like tied up most of the time so yeah. like he can't go anywhere he's just sort of sitting in the same spot the whole time which yeah. can't be very fun for a bear yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah she like gets him back out into the world yeah well and then like and then still also like has this relationship with the guy that lives kind of at the shop or whatever with his son. It's mm-hmm. like they come and like, you know, help her get a little garden going and, you know, bring her stuff when she needs. And yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> well, cause I think 
So in my copy, because I had it on my Kobo, I think it was only like 70 pages. Yeah, mine is 115. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And so like, I was at least like 60 something percent in before anything happened. Right. Yeah, like I think it was like page 75 or something when it started to get spicy well it's so weird that's what we're calling it yeah because again it's so weird to like figure out how to say these things because mm-hmm. it happens kind of so naturally and organically yeah, yeah. in a way where because at first you're like oh man is she gonna like freak out but like she doesn't nope and it kind of just really makes sense yeah it weirdly <laughs> did You know, like, because they had, like, surveyed the island. She was kind of, like, doing stuff. And she was kind of having, like, a sad day. Mm-hmm. And her and the bear were inside. And, like, the fire was on. And she was really hot. And she, like, took her clothes off. Yep. And he, like, started licking her. Which is a very, mm-hmm. like, animal thing to do. Like, lick your sweaty right. arms. And then he uh, licks a little elsewhere. A little lower. Until yep. she feels yep. really good. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what happens. And it was just, like, it was almost weird how weird it was not weird. Yes, I agree. I was expecting it to feel much weirder, and I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and again, because, like, it, they do kind of have that sweet relationship, and, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't wildly scary pornographic something, or, like... No, it wasn't. It Yeah. <laughs> I know. Things. I know. We didn't think we'd be talking about when we talked when we started this podcast. Truly and sincerely. <laughs> the logistics of bear sex, sort of. Well, because like we also learned that like she had been like sleeping with the director, but like it was yes. very much just like one of those classic like just for the sex, whatever mm-hmm. kind of relationship and Yeah, whereas like this actually was like kind of about her. Yeah, and that's what was that's what was sort of interesting about it because like we find out a past relationship she'd had two and like that one was that one ended badly and well and like it was all very conditional, right? Like it was yes. only like when the guy wanted something or what he wanted or she had yeah. to look a certain way for him and this and that and you know, she had an abortion for him, like all of these mm-hmm. like it was all just whatever he wanted. And yeah, whereas just... with this it's it's very like she just gets to be her. Mm-hmm. There's no pretenses at all. Yeah. The bear is not expecting anything from her because he's a bear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. But then there was also like sexual tension with Homer, like the guy from the outpost yes. or whatever. So it's yeah. all just this weird, not triangle, but it was a little triangle. Yeah, but kind of. Mm-hmm. Because he ends up making a comment about how, like, she smells like the bear. And she tries to, like, purposely make sure she doesn't go see him unless she's had a swim so that she doesn't smell too much like the bear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then when she ends up sleeping with him, she kind of, like, doesn't really like it that much. Mm-hmm. It was more just, well, because, like, again, oh, my God. So, yeah, at one point, Homer had come to help her, like, move a bunch of trunks in the basement. And she was, like, trying on the different, like, old-timey clothes or whatever and had a rather yeah. a busty situation going on. Yeah. And so, like, he was kind of making comments and she was like, you're married. No. Mm-hmm. So then she was trying to avoid him. But then her and the bear were picking raspberries and kind of accidentally kissed somehow. I guess she, I don't know, she was being yeah. out of whatever. And then, like, that turned into, like, her attempting yes. actual sex with the bear. Yes. Did not happen. Didn't happen. But then because of that, then then she started to feel kind of weird about the situation. And then that's where then Valid. she ends up, like, actually having sex with Homer. Yes. 
But then did you feel sad when the bear smelled Homer on her and clearly was kind of mad? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What a wild story. But, like, truly, it, it... It sounds so much more outlandish than it reads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, like, then after that, there's only, like, one more time Mm -hmm. where, like, the bear's ready to go. Yep. Um, So she figures more of an animal way would be better. (laughs) Yep. And gets on all fours. Yeah. He ends up, like, scratching her back. Mm-hmm. Which seems completely normal. Right, like normal bear reaction. For a bear. Um, so they end up not having... That does not happen. No. And she, like, kicks him out in sort of, like, a breakup? A little bit, yeah. And then it's just kind of like, you know, she packs up and, like... Um, is it Josie? I can't remember. The I think so, older yeah. lady's son yeah, comes yeah, to, like, yeah. get the bear and she kind of tidies up and... She tells Homer, like, she's not coming back, and she, like, it's this, like, and again, because, like, it is an entire summer, like, it's getting towards mm-hmm. fall, and, like, she came, it seemed to be, for me, like, kind of maybe before May Long Weekend. Yes. Yeah, that's sort of or what Or just I was before Canada yeah. Day Weekend, but, like, one of those yeah. kind of, like, summer weekends, and, yeah, like, it it read really well, and it just kind of, like, mm-hmm. it was, like, this sad story and like she clearly just wanted love but then like it ended so abruptly and quickly like in both ways and it was just yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but you do get the sense that she has like a better sense of herself afterwards like yeah, because she says when she's leaving that she's probably gonna quit her job and move on to something else and like yeah you get the feeling that maybe she's gonna do something a little bit more for her yeah yeah. And it's just, like, so many things, right? And, like, obviously, you know, after realizing that Angle was, like, going through a divorce, like, all of these things, mm-hmm. like, you can tell, like, it's really just about her slash the author, like, the main character, Lou. Yeah. Trying to, like, figure themselves out. But, yeah, like, and, it's, and it, it happened to be a bear. Yep. Had she just stayed in Toronto and been working at the institute it could have been a gentleman or a woman or a whatever or whomever yeah um but yeah and i think i think again because like it's not it's not smutty it's not pornographic mm-hmm. it is none of those things it never came off as like yeah i know right i just always felt like it's not that I wanted her to have sex with a bear. Right. But I wanted her to have sex with this bear. Yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> like, I like, I understand the logistics and, like, how that was not working. But it was just, like, they seemed to kind of have that. And, like, it was almost like the bear understood that, like, he was just trying to, like, help her. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know. Are you making me read books where I feel sad for a bear that can't I know. make it happen? Yeah. But it is it is interesting, though, because I was reading something recently that was talking about, like, romance novels and, like, different scenarios that people might look at. Yeah. And, like, either say it's problematic or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the way that it's just, it allows a sort of exploration of things without, without, like, constrictions of society and reality either making you feel guilty for wanting things or like putting expectations on things or all of that so Mm -hmm. and and to yeah to make it a bear kind of yeah it removes it from anything from any kind of expectations you would normally have on something like this yeah and you can explore kind of what that might look like yeah yeah very is is interesting well and even so um because there's one part where she's swimming with him like Mm -hmm. when they first go swimming and i think they're like she's swimming over top of him a couple of times but then he swims over top of her at one point and she like it scares her yeah um and there's like a sort of 
parallel drawn between like fear and desire yeah there um which was interesting because actually i took a fear and desire workshop writing workshop recently that was talking about so one of the activities we did was we it was like write down all of the like physical bodily responses you have to fear so things like you know racing heart sweaty palms all that and then the next one was, okay, now write all the physical bodily responses you have to, like, desire and arousal. And at some point, we were like, this Venn diagram is a circle. Hmm. Yeah. Like, there, there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. And so it was this kind of, like, it, it made me think of it because just, like, this this sort of weird dynamic of, yeah, of fear and desire and, like, yeah, what that looks like sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Because, yeah, there is still always that, that, like, she has moments of remembering, like, this is a wild animal. And look, as much as else... he's a tame bear. Yeah. Even, you know, like, Homer and kind of everyone else yeah. says, like, right from the start is, like, you know, don't unchain them. Like, just leave them, blah, blah, blah. Like... Mm-hmm. And, again, that's why, like, you kind of don't realize like how domesticated he is sort of at first or like you're like you're unclear as to like mm-hmm. right because there's that moment like the first time and she's like oh like should i do this should i unchain him but then he's just like like yeah he's just and, bopping along but yeah it's always there life. and especially like like the first time that he comes into the house right because he just kind of like walked in and she was like oh but then he just like laid down and she was like oh <laughs> yeah but yeah like that's just it's always there yeah, it's very interesting. But I mean, that's kind of a human thing too, right? Like, like in that yes, with certain people in certain relationships, yes. like that fear is always there of like never knowing what version you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes me wonder more about like her marriage. Oh yeah, interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, there's just like this whole thing about like, she's such a deeply lonely person. Yeah. And she's able to find some like companionship yeah. with the bear, like sex or no sex. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, I just know that when I was like first started reading it too, and she was going away to live in the woods, I was like, that sounds nice, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, she just gets to live in this house and go through all these books and, like, all catalog them. Papers in the wilderness, yep. Right? <laughs> well, and then also, um, we didn't mention yet that throughout this whole cataloging process, she keeps finding these little slips of paper inside some of the books yeah. that have little, like, factoids about bears or, like, bear mythology across different cultures and... Yeah. Yeah, which was really interesting. And I was like, what is this interesting bear fascination this family clearly had? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cause it was always just like something was there. And like, when even just like the house itself was like an octagon, like it wasn't yes. a normal house. So like there was little weird kind of sections and areas. And as soon as you have something that's not just a regular square box for a living, like for a dwelling, mm-hmm. it makes weird spots and weird corners, right? Like, yes whether if it's round or an angle or, you know, so just, it continued to have all these like weird little bits and pieces that then fed into all of those like little notes that she was finding or Mm -hmm. different books and things. And yeah. Did yours have like a little afterward type thing? Oh, if it did, I didn't read it. Like written by like somebody else. No, there are discussion questions in the back of mine. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. We'll yeah. Because um, <laughs> my, I don't know what I did with it. I don't have it right here. Um, but it was just kind of talking about, like, kind of the psychology behind it and, like, the house being okay. an octagon and, like, the different sections, like, ties to some sort of, like, brain mapping thing and, like, mm. and even just, like, the basement and whatever, like, there was, how oh, like, a lot of that stuff sort of, like... Why can't I think of not, you know, some sort of writing technique where you use things to, like, be other things. Um, but, yeah, like, how it was actually 
and like thinking back on it, it was like slightly more psychological than you might think when you're just reading it at first. Oh, interesting. Which obviously like, and then yeah. it makes sense now because we're like, oh, she was going to like psychotherapy sessions and like it was dedicated and like mm-hmm. worried about her mental health and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. So like the house is actually meant to like be the brain. So like the different areas and the different sections all have like their different things. And again, it's not actually about bear sex. No. Well, and again, there's all, there's that question too of like, you know, a, you know, animal versus human and like. Yeah. Where do our animal instincts begin and end? Mm-hmm. And like, then where does another animal's, like a domesticated animal, like at what, you know, like there's that question of, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if I articulated that very well. <laughs> well, because I, I just take it as like, because like, I think some people think that animals don't have thoughts and like aren't like sentient the way that we are which is and like incorrect based on actual research right yeah and again like i'm not saying they're like doing calculus or like writing checks and going to the grocery store like but they're obviously like yeah but no like thing like it's not just nature like mm-hmm. oh okay i'm a fish and like i have to swim with those other fish like you're Stuff's yeah, like crows, crows will remember faces. They remember human yeah. faces. They can communicate to other crows about people they have met. Even just the fact that cats learn to meow just for yeah. Cats do not meow to each other. They do know, not communicate wild, that right? way. They have developed a language strictly for us. Yeah. It's so cool. I don't know what they're saying when they do it. This is my constant battle with my cat every day. <laughs> I don't know what you want. But yet, that's just it, right? Like, it's... So that's just it. Like, it wasn't... You know, the bear wasn't so... Animalistic or such a beast that he yeah. was, like, having his way with her. But she also, like, wasn't... Manipulating him in, like, a human... You know, I don't... Yeah, it was... Right. Far yeah. more complex than I ever thought it was going to be when you picked this book. <laughs> Honestly, same. I don't know what I don't know what I was expecting from this book, except that it was I was I was expecting it to be bizarre, and it was less bizarre than I was anticipating. Well, that's just it, right? Like it was almost yeah. not bizarre. I know. Was like, I was going and being like, okay, think about it, like some kind of weird fantasy slash smutty smutty smut smut. Like, let's get ready. Right. But it wasn't that at all. No, not at all. It was just, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see the dedication now here. For John Rich, who knows how animals think. See, even that's one of those things, right? Like, yeah. humans are animals, but are animals human? But humans are animals. Like, mm. Right, cause, and I do think that's something that we so often as human beings forget. Yeah. Is that we, too, are animals. We just happened to develop in a particular way. And in a way where we think we're the ones in charge, but, like, maybe we're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, maybe the only reason the octopus haven't developed a more complex society is because they have a very short lifespan. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're crazy intelligent. The way they can, like, open jars, but then they, like, suck themselves into the jar to then get into the next jar to, like, pop the lid off to all the different things. You're just like... Well, and even the way that they can, like, if, like, you've seen in aquariums sometimes, how they'll, like, keep track of the security guard schedule enough to be able to escape their tank and get back into it without them noticing because they know the pattern of when they're going to be walking by. (laughs) That's bananas. And then figured out how to, like, unscrew things to then escape to then, like, Right, and close them back up and, and in a truly short lifespan. So, like, if they can do that... In like three years. Yeah. Wild. Absolutely <laughs> wild. Yeah. Anyway. What were some of the discussion questions? Oh yeah. So okay, so one of them was like, what do you think this book is about? And what do you consider the underlying themes? I kind of think we already did the what is this book about? Yeah. Um, not about the bear sex. No. No. Oh, um, see, we've already kind of answered all this. Do you like this novel? Do you think the story was convincing or even plausible? Yeah. 
I mean, I think we did. Yeah. Again, it sounds weird to say it, but yeah, absolutely right. plausible. I know. Again, and I think it's because that, like, that's what it was. Like, I was just like, oh, okay, she gave me some like weird hippy dippy out in the forest, and like mm -hmm. the bear takes her hostage in his cave, and like I don't know how where a bear would. <laughs> right, I, I like, know you're. Yeah, I know you're thinking like a bodice ripper type of. But it romance novel. But it wasn't. It just no. Again, it's weird to say, but it just completely felt totally plausible. Yeah. So, yeah, then the next question is, what surprised you most about your reaction to this novel? Like, all of that. I was not expecting to, like, yeah, find the depth in it that yeah. is there. That, like, we missed out on wild bear sex. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Would you say it is a quintessentially Canadian novel? Yes. Yes. Like, so intensely. So hard. Yeah. Just, you know, again, as I was trying, like, it mentions kind of, like, those Canadian summer holidays. Oh, yeah. The, you know, like, northern Ontario, the wildlife, the animals, the plants. The bugs. The bugs. The, you know, how immediately it was, like, clearly, like, September long weekend, and then there were, like, no boats, right? Because cottage season mm -hmm. is over. Like, people laughed and just, again, you know, obviously she talks about Toronto a lot because, like, the institute is from Toronto. Like, every, it was just... I don't think American nature wilderness, especially like Northern Ontario, mm -hmm. like I guess it's kind of like what Michigan, but it's not, again, Michigan's too small. It's too populated. There's too yeah. many cities. Whereas like anywhere in Canada, it's like, it's all giant it's, and vast. Like it's yes, just, it's very sparsely populated. All of our population somewhere else. is concentrated in a very small portion yeah. of the country. Yeah. So yeah. It just... And again, maybe it's one of those things where, like, if you weren't Canadian and read it, you might just imagine, you know, your generic forest island type situation. But for us, just like in the last episode, we are going Canadian this summer. We are. Full <laughs> blown. Love um, that for us. Like, you know, for me, it was like, even if I didn't know, like, it was so Manitoba, so prairies, right? Whereas, mm -hmm. like, this feels so Canadian, so... Oh, yeah. Northern Ontario, yeah. Yeah, very, like, Ontario Shields. Yeah. In the... Or Canadian Shield, but the yeah. Ontario part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, in, like... Yeah. Yeah, like, I could picture pretty well what mm -hmm. it looked like. Mm -hmm. Just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also feel like it's one of those things where... I don't know, maybe because it is cold and lonely up here, like... There's certain things that I think you kind of have to have, like, only certain writers can write certain things about sort of wilderness and nature and mm -hmm. certain things in, like, certain ways, right? Like, someone from England, you know, couldn't write a book like this. Like, it's just, I mean, not right. but you know what I mean? Like, it's just not the same. I do understand you know, what you're Or, saying. like, obviously if it's about desolate cold things and they're like someone from you know eastern europe or whatever okay fine you know like it's just <laughs> it just yeah like it just had that sense of like someone from somewhere else couldn't have done this the same way yeah i agree yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Man. any other hot questions in there um I mean, sort of ones again, like we've already yeah. touched on a bit, but then one is like, um, do we think that Lou is projecting onto the bear, like more of a human humanness? I think so. I mean, probably for one, sure. One, and like, that was just part of it too, right? Like with any of it like what was he going to be more human was it going to be more sexy times what like what was going to happen mm -hmm. like he was just kind of always there mm -hmm. and it's not that she was like pushing him into anything whether it was the like you know swimming or you know she kind of curls up with him sometimes or like going for mm -hmm. the walk or whatever it was just that like to me i, I almost got picturing just like a really old dog I know, right? One of those big dogs that's, like, old and kind of just lumbers along. And, like, you don't always have to call them to, like, go on the water. Like, they just come along with you and they just kind of keep going and lumber along. 
Whereas, like, you know, like, if it was younger, like, a puppy or something, like, they, they want to be with you and they're excited, whatever. Like, he was just, someone was there, so he was going with them. Yeah. And so in that sense, I did kind of always feel like, and she kind of, like, talks to him, you know, and, like, calls him Bear and, like, hey, Bear, like, I love you and blah, blah, like, whatever. It just, yeah, and well, and I think that's part of, like, why it was really interesting, too, because it was, like, oh, is this going to get, like, is he going to be much more anthropomorphized but like he's not mm-hmm. no so yeah yeah well and even at the like that that last time that maybe there is an attempt mm-hmm. there and he scratches her it's like a reminder that like this is still a wild animal yeah and maybe that going that far would be crossing a different kind of line mm-hmm. yeah. yeah which is interesting Yeah. Um, so I have looked up some other controversial Canadian books. Just oh, okay. So kind of Amazing. Like Love that for us. Compare and contrast. So CBC Books in 2017 okay. came up with a list of 10 books. I don't, Great. they're not like one to 10. They're just these 10 books. Just 10 books. Um, okay. Bear does happen to be first on the list, but okay. maybe let me see this. I was trying to see if it was like alphabetized oh, i think no. it might largely be simply because the premise yeah sounds so out yeah. there well yeah like it's not numbered it's just bullet points but then also yeah. i'm like oh is this like alphabetized house but yeah so it's bear uh the book of negroes by lawrence hill okay the handmaid's tale by margaret Atwood. oh interesting uh scrolling um how to make love to a negro without getting tired um by danny laferrier translated by david homel Huh. Uh, when Everything Feels Like the Movies by Raziel Reed. Not Wanted on the Voyage by Timothy Findlay. Okay. Uh, the Apprenticeship of Dudley Kravitz by Mordecai Richler. Okay. Fall on Your Knees, Anne Marie McDonald. Uh-huh. The Lives of Girls and Women by Alice Monroe. Okay. And Never Cry Wolf by Farley Mowat. Oh, fascinating. Never Cry Wolf. Canadians have a global reputation for being polite and even differential. When it comes to our literature, our writers don't shy away from challenging the status quo, exploring taboos, and offering bold perspectives. I mean, I know Alice Monroe is known for writing very frankly about, yeah, like women in mm. just living their lives. Existing. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> being complex whole human beings so i'm sure that has something to do with that one um i think not wanted on the voyage i want to say that has something to do with the noah's ark story Hmm. and like who got to be on the boat i may be wrong about that because i haven't actually read it but i do think there's some biblical stuff going on in that one which is then, of course, that's why then it's like, oh, that's controversial. Yes. Yes. I'm sure that there's some prodding of yeah. religious ideas. Um, Fall on Your Knees. Is that the one that, which one is that? Anne-Marie it McDonald. Is... Or I'm thinking of maybe a different um, book of hers. Haunting yet humorous, the story of James Piper and his doomed family encompasses racial tension, poverty, murder, death, incest, and more. A family saga spanning generations and traveling from the coal mining community in Cape Breton to jazz era Harlem, uh, Fall on Your Knees is a powerhouse of a novel. Huh. It won the Commonwealth Writers Prize in 1997 and was an Oprah Winfrey book club pick. All right. Yeah. One of her books, um, I think, is... a very veiled or a slightly veiled um, telling of the Stephen Truscott story. Mm. But it might be the way the crow flies. Anyway, it's one of her books. I don't know which one. (laughs) I've never read any Anne Marie MacDonald. It's funny. I haven't actually read a lot of those. Like I know of Timothy Finley. I know Alice Monroe. I know Anne Marie MacDonald. Um, I haven't read Apprenticeship of Duddy Kravitz. Like I know Mordecai Richler, but I haven't read any of his books. The only one I've other one I read on that list is Handmaid's Tale. Well, like, and that's so funny, right? Because that now is is it over? I don't know. Was with like 
turn into a TV series that was mm-hmm. wildly popular. Wildly popular. And, like, because a lot of it was kind of coming true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and, like, to look back at that, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and just, again, all of these, I keep I'm just kind of, like, flipping through the different lists of, like, you know, controversial, like, must-read craziest Canadian books. Like, this is always on it. But that's it's the same thing. Right. It's always different Margaret Atwood books. Mm-hmm. Um, that same one, like, The Book of Negroes. Uh, I the, never read that one either. The Stone Diaries. Like, oh, um, there's a Michael Andante book. There's... Oh, which Michael Andante book? Uh, In the Skin of a Lion? Oh, I read that. What's controversial about that? I don't know, dude. Um, there's, like, again, a different Farley Mullet book, Robertson Davies, like, that same Anne Marie McDonald one. But, like, it's just all... Huh. I don't want to say, like, normal books for us, but, like, again, these books that I feel like are also on lists. The Stone Angel. Um, a different oh, one. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, no, this is, like, the this is like the Canadian classic canon. Well, there's, like, an Ellen Montgomery book, and... Oh, oh Ellen Montgomery. Uh, is it the Blue Castle? Oh, this I is don't know that one. Craziest. This isn't necessarily controversial, but just the craziest. Oh, the craziest. Um, but still, like so many of them huh. are then on the same right. Like half of these are on the list of controversial, but then right some of that same half are on the, on the list of like absolute top notch. Like if you're going to read yeah. a Canadian novel, you have to read this book. Like fascinating you know that just, that also just seems like the most canadian thing ever um <laughs> <laughs> this is controversial but also it's amazing yeah but like we're gonna be polite about it <laughs> yeah i will say that i think our books kind of like i do think they push boundaries sometimes yeah yeah but margaret atwood wrote a book called surfacing that I thought of when I was reading this one, it's also very short and it's about a woman who goes and lives in like a cabin on a lake somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even remember what happens in it, but like the vibe was just so similar of going to, I mean, mm-hmm. without the relationship with the bear, but just the sort of like yeah. going away to a house in the woods to, or a cabin in the woods and just being like surrounded by nature. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a very Canadian thing to do. And well, write about it. Like, so the one saying like the two Canadians that are some of, that are among some of the most banned books in America are Mar- Margaret Atwood and Rupi Carr. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, Handmaid's so Tale weird. and Milk and Margaret Honey Atwood are, does like, not surprise me, but Rupi Carr does. That's one of the most like books that's tried to be banned the most. Huh? Yeah. What can possibly be in that? Because uh, I guess it talks about sexual assault and stuff. And, okay. And uses sexual okay. terminology. All right. But yeah, like, it's just... And again, I think all of this, and, like, yeah. especially Bear, like, it just... And I mean this in, like, the best way. Like, it just seems like such a Canadian thing, right? Yes. Like, and again, I don't know if it's just because it is so cold and dark here for so much longer than other places that, like, we turn into our heads and come up with these things but then Possibly. it is a very like nature oriented country we're out mm-hmm. in the wilderness we well i mean we try to you know there's forests and trees and animals because well, i mean you don't like, even really have to go that far like yeah given the size of the country like even being in toronto it doesn't take that long to get to algonquin park and there are parts of algonquin park that are like you better know what you're doing if you're going <laughs> that deep into it yeah. because you might die otherwise. Yeah. You know, like even when we went to Banff that time, mm-hmm. the, one of the guides was talking about like people that will just like go off and do stupid things and like and they have to do a rescue because yeah. people don't realize that they're like in the wilderness. Well, and yeah, and yeah like because we, well, I don't know what your take on it is because like, so in Manitoba, like there's two? Hang on. Like, one i think there's two national parks there's for sure one and it's like it's a thing like you know that it's a net like Mm -hmm. you know you're not just like oh it's riding mountain no like it's riding mountain national park like the speed limit changes the roads changes Mm -hmm. there's animals there's things there's stuff like obviously yes like that's where we went camping we did our like there's resorts and stuff too but like it's 
technically there are mountains. They are slightly smaller than Banff. Um, but they are mountains. Mm-hmm. But that's just it, right? Like, it's... And I guess growing up there, right? Like, I just... Know yeah. that kind of... Like, you just have that thing where I think a lot of other countries... And mm-hmm. again, probably just because of the sheer size and then the sparsity of our population. Like, I don't know. I think we just get the the vastness of what nature is yeah. than other places, if that makes I sense. I think that's probably true. Which is why, like, reading something like this, like, it didn't seem... It didn't even seem weird that she was going off to this place with no power and no water and whatever. I know. Where she had to, like, take a ferry to get to an island, to take a boat to get to an island with, like trees and like find mushrooms in the woods and like Mm -hmm. i'm just like yeah that sounds about right (laughs) yeah she just has an outhouse like yeah yeah (laughs) that all seems pretty normal but then it actually is just not about bear sex and it's really just about this woman's like internal life and figuring out yeah stuff huh yeah, and you get the you get the sense that she has a like a yeah, like I said, like a better sense of herself by the by the end. Like Well, especially with the whole, like she's like, gonna take a more active role in her life when she goes back to Toronto than she was. Like she's more active and I think she starts off more passive at the beginning. Well, especially just with like her saying she's gonna change jobs. That's not to me, like I took it so much more as like not just, oh, she's gonna like find something different for her career but like not sleeping with a director anymore like mm-hmm. she deserves better because mm-hmm. she got better from a bear like <laughs> just in that like you know guys suck um yeah i mean hey agreed um maybe it is bear time i don't know <laughs> but like right yeah like it wasn't just it was so much what i think so much of the book was just like that subtle thing, right? Like, oh, yeah, like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be coming back. Because obviously, like, the Institute's probably going to be coming back here and there because, like, they own it and they're going to turn For it sure. into something. But, like, she's not coming back. She's going to change jobs. But it's so much that those are the words that she's saying, but it's she's changing her life. She's going to do different things. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, that was my sense, too. It was, like, really, it wasn't so much about the job itself. Yeah. But about, like, yeah, exactly what you said. Well, because it was just, and again, because, like, we had, like, a couple stories that just about, like, bad relationships that she's had. And uh, mm-hmm. the one quote that I had written from the book was, it was as if men knew her soul was gangrenous. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Yeah. And so, like, maybe she's cut off that limb now and is yeah moving on. Yeah, there's, like, a sense of, of it almost as, like, a healing absolutely journey for sure yeah yeah which i thought was really cool absolutely so yeah i mean don't be afraid of this book fascinating thing absolutely that's right yeah so like i think i think in my usual would you recommend this book it kind of has an asterisk (laughs) it does definitely have an asterisk i mean because again, the bear when goes you look down at, on her when more you look at, <laughs> and then yeah, then she even like tries to get him later with honey because she wants a little bit more. Yes. Um, but again, it's not that the, the actual descriptions of any of that stuff is not mm-hmm. lewd, crude, smutty no. in any way. Not at all. But if you just read the little blurb and it's like controversial erotic love between a bear right. and sexual like. Then you're like, oh, God. So that's just it. Like, you kind of have to. Yeah, it makes it sound very sensational. Yeah. When it feels a lot more grounded when you're reading it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think there's people that I know that we know that would really enjoy it. But in mm-hmm. the, again, where you have to be like, okay, it's not actually about parasites. Right. <laughs> just trust <Yeah>. us. <laughs> just trust us. It's not as off the wall as it sounds. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my friend has read crazy werewolf stuff that involved four werewolves. So, like, that's... Yeah, honestly, I've read <laughs> not of my own free will. Sometimes you stumble on things. 
and then you just can't look away. Well, I mean, of my own free will, because I, I, you know, I did continue reading it, but more out of like sheer curiosity yes. of like what is happening here yeah. right now. Um, but no, I've seen some things with like werewolf stuff, and it gets far more yeah. even animalistic than this Absolutely. did. Yeah, and in like a highly pornographic way. So yeah, yeah. And I, again, I think that's just been, you know, reading some of the things that I've read or so much of the stuff that is just out there and that people talk about. Yeah. I was going into this being like, all right, I'm ready. Right. That like, didn't happen. Buckle up. <laughs> no buckles required. <laughs> Zero. Zero. It was, it was a much more uh, relaxed ride than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Apparently still on the, the controversial list, but again, if they were being ranked, I feel like it's got to be a little bit uh, lower down there. <laughs> I think so. I don't know, though. I, like I said, I think people just see bear sex and they're like, what? Yeah. I don't. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, that's just, like you think about, so this was 76. Yeah. And yeah, like the stuff that's coming out now wasn't. Was there like dragon sex in that fourth wing book? Because I don't know. There was something weird, crazy, smutty about that book. I. I'm not sure. I was actually wondering that as well. When you find out, let me know. Because I did wonder that. (laughs) Because I feel like there's somebody something, but I don't know if the dragons are involved. Correct. I also wasn't sure. (laughs) Right? So, like, and like now people aren't even, that's like the most popular book ever Mm -hmm. right now. So. I mean, yes, no. The the sex with monsters is very much an entire genre. Yeah, it's just, you know. Times change, I guess. <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, it's weird. Because one of the discussion questions in the back is, like, do you think it would be as controversial now yeah. as it was when it first came out? And on the one hand, no. But on the other hand, we seem to be getting up in arms about a lot more things lately. Yeah, that's also very true. Um, so I think probably the answer is, like, more complicated than just yes or no. It's mm-hmm. probably more, like, in the grand scheme of what we are reading and stuff no but to certain subsets of very loud minorities probably yeah yeah like they'd probably be burning it if it came out now oh yeah yeah and to keep with the uh interesting topics or oddities i don't know the state of this one controversially uh, our next episode is going to be Silence of the Lambs. Yes. <laughs> um, that movie certainly was a lot. Um, I have never seen nor read this, so. I've only seen it once, and that was in film school. Okay. And probably, like, Damn. first year, so, like, 20-something years ago. Yeah. Um, and I have not read. Um, so yeah, I, I, have, I still haven't decided which order I'm doing this in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll be back in two weeks and talking about different controversial things. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, I wonder how. I'm very interested about the book. I mean, obviously, like we do adaptations all the time. Um, I'm trying to, you know, like stuff like Mystic River we did, right? Like that, mm-hmm. that's a heavy, hard book, and it Quite. was a heavy, hard movie. But, like, yeah, like, like, this, I don't know, like, I wonder, like, yeah, like, how the book, where the book goes, and then also yeah. how the movie holds up. Not necessarily, you know, like, how well has it aged, but just in a, like... No, for sure. Is it I actually know, creepy scary? Is it not creepy yeah. scary? Like... Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure my barometer for creepy scary is very good anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, it's like this book is clearly going to be. Mm, what's the right word? Like, wilder and more lewd and crazy and pornographic and scary than a book about bear sex is. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what's funny is we seem to. Um, not we like you and I, we. But yes. we as yeah. a society yeah. seem to have less of a problem with more graphic sex if there's also violence involved in like Mm -hmm. a serial killer kind of a way yeah which is fascinating yeah 
I guess we'll save that for next time. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. And I don't know. I should have had some sort of like Chianti joke ready to go. But I don't have one. So <laughs> <laughs> get your fava beans. Get your Chianti. Uh, and we'll, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye.